Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. All right, and that is a new intro, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our recap of what uh, the first jornada was for America in that 2-1 victory against San Luis. We're going to be previewing, of course, the game against Monterrey. That should be an interesting one. Solari might eventually be managing on the pitch. And, of course, the big transfer saga rumor that keeps going on. Jordan Silva has joined, of course, America. And will there be another addition to this club? Well, Christian will tell us all about that later on in today's episode. But as you guys can tell, we have plenty and plenty to talk about. So let's get started. As always, I'm introduced by my co-host. It is New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and Brooklyn's very own AJ. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Doing good, Ivan. Doing good. I hope everything's good with you over there. Uh, excited to talk about Club America and everything surrounding, and uh, let's have a good show. Awesome. Definitely. Can't wait. Can't wait. AJ, how are we looking over there? I'm doing good. Just mixed emotions after what happened um, for America Feminine, but we get more into that on Thursday, but, you know, I'm, I'm overall. Definitely, definitely catch all that uh, Lady Aguilas talk over on Thursday. Me and AJ will discuss that terrible defeat against Atlas, but we're here to talk about the men's and we're here to talk about what happened on Saturday against San Luis, some transfer rumors, everything else going on in and around the world of America, and I uh, want to give a huge shout out to our beloved cowboy uh, Dylan Jimenez, who is actually here with us today, although while you guys can't see it, he is doing some stuff in the background for us in the producing world of things. Of course, we want to wish uh, our beloved cowboy a very late happy birthday and of course can't wait for him to eventually appear one day again all right gentlemen now that uh, all of our fairs are in order let's talk about that game against san luis it wasn't the best of games we were definitely anticipating a much better performance from this side but were we a bit too um did we have our expectations a little bit too high in regards to this team, knowing that there was just so little time that Solari had with them that we were expecting kind of a whole revolutionary way of them to play against San Luis. We did see some very good promising things in the first 45, but afterwards it got very flat for America and almost cost us three points. Christian, I'm curious to see I'm curious to hear from you. What did you see from the first game of America? Um it was uh honestly it was kind of the same the same story uh to be to be honest and I know I know it's early so we really can't criticize much but it was a tale of two halves uh the first forty five minutes were probably the uh, the best forty five minutes I've seen in the uh, for America in the past month or so um I thought that the, the the team played well I thought they were very very cohesive and just making plays together and uh, you know even brought out you know great performances from players that usually don't give. Performances like that. Um, you know, we, we could talk a couple. Domain Dos Santos, I think, had a good match. Uh, and to, to some extent, Mauro Linus had a good match as well. And, you know, I think the player that we need to really talk about right now is Leo Suarez, uh, a player who who always shows that he wants to be on the team, that he wants to make an effort. Unfortunately, things just don't go his way in this match. I think that he had a great impact. And, you know, it hopefully start, starting to find his form and his stride uh, to, to hit new levels with this team. Um, you know, I thought the, the midfield was pretty good. Uh, interesting to see Emilio Sanchez start, but I think he held, he held his weight for the first 45. Uh, but like I said, uh, Taylor two halves in the second half, uh, a, a little bit, a little bit, you know, 
discontrolled in the match. I think uh, I think the subs were a little bit questionable. A uh, breaking formation was not uh, I was not a huge fan of, uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit uh, a little bit on in the show. But um, but yeah, tail two halves. Uh, first forty five were pretty good, and second half could have been a lot better. Definitely a much more stale second half in regards to what we were expecting the America side to do. But again, I think we kind of have to take uh, take our big expectations and kind of maybe reduce them a little bit. Remember that this is the first game of the season. And so this actually, AJ, feels like a very much first game of the season, if if you want to put it into that context of things. Um, I think it's, it's interesting that Christian mentions this and brings this up again. It's a tale of two halves again for America. And it's been kind of the same story for... I'd say a couple of years now, right? The fact that we haven't been able to get a consistent America side, but a lot of promising things in the first 45 and hopefully throughout the season, maybe a more well-rounded America side that we get maybe a full 90 minute performance rather than again, the usual tale of two halves. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Just, I feel like the first half was just way more exciting for America. You know, we were just seeing players getting shots at the shots or creating opportunities. You see little Swires going up the wing and trying to make his way into the box to try to get a shot an opportunity or find someone, whether it be Gio Dos Santos or Henry Martin there. Mario Lainez showed some promise, even though I feel like maybe, you know, it's first game shivers, I guess, with um, America. There were some chances where he could have maybe, you know, crossed the ball slightly earlier to give his teammates an opportunity. But in midfield, midfield did well, I'd say, even though they got subbed out pretty, um, they got subbed out early in the second half. I feel like they did something. And then, Hey, we even got to see Ramon Juarez um, taking a shot, which I honestly thought was going to go in. But all in all, yeah, Taylor 2 has really just second half could have been way better. I feel like for the most part, kind of a bit of a stalemate. We've just been mostly relying on Ochoa making those big game saves pretty much towards the very end of the match. Definitely. I got plenty more Ochoa to talk about later on in the episode as we get a little bit further into recapping this game. But let's talk a little bit more about what uh, Christian said. Players that definitely stood out in this match for the first opening 45 minutes. Again, I think after that, everyone gets a little bit flat, even the players that we're about to mention. Um, But let's start with Leo Suarez, Christian. I think he's the player that I think everyone was talking about at the end of the game. I think he was actually being the winger that we all expected him to be when he first showed up at America. Looks like finally going and entering into that role. I don't know if it's because he feels a little bit more free rather than being actually a midfielder. He's more of a winger now. Has feel like he has a little bit more of a liberty of being more in the attacking side of things. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be so much dropping, although he still has to, but not maybe as consistently. Um... And Gio, Gio for once playing in that very free roam kind of center attacking midfielder position that he knows and loves and plays to, you know, to to his liking. So I think we got to see some very good promising things. And I think it was important that these players, specifically Leo and Gio, had the type of game that they have, at least for the amount of minutes that they were on in the pitch. Because I think it ultimately helps them develop and continuously grasp and get form. And if we can get that Leo Suarez, not just for, you know, 60, 70 minutes, if we can get him for a full 90 for a consistent amount of 17 games throughout the season, well, we're looking at very, very, very good America side, Christian. No, definitely. Just to touch on Leo Suarez, uh, I think that you make an excellent point when you say that. I think he just feels a little more free and just... I guess giving the the ability to create more when he's playing on the winger role instead of a midfielder role. And like you said, although he has to drop back, he knows he has the comfort of, you know, someone being there if for some reason something happens. So 
I think this is a good thing. Um, and I, I hope to 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 keep um to keep seeing these performances from it because like you said, this is a player that we need uh to to really start, you know, making impacts on in games for, for full nineties because you know. America has been lacking in that department. Gio Dos Santos, this is probably his best 45 minutes since since, uh, since the Chivas game uh, where he scored a goal. And, um, you know, like you said, this is a player who, who who's very streaky. Um, and, you know, he has these good performances for two to three games and we think he's back. And then, you know, he just goes flat again and then we want him out of the team. Um, so, like, just for his sake and for the team's sake, of course, I, I really hope he continues these performances uh, and, you know, just, just keep it up. But it was a very interesting midfield combination with Emilio Sanchez there. Not playing with the CDM um, was a little bit nerve-wracking to me, just knowing how weak our defense is. But I think we managed well in the first 45, and it seemed interesting that we went flat in the in the in the second half um but like i said i think it was due to the substitutions and the breakup formation uh but we'll touch on that a little bit later i think it's the fact that we actually let san luis grow into this game and i think the fact that these players maybe are still kind of getting into the rhythm of solaris's new system and not having the manager there plays a big role because i think even though you have your actually uh you know your 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 second one in charge he maybe isn't conveying the same way that you know Solari would be, you know, in, in that sense. So it, it was interesting to see how America kind of fell flat. I do think that a, a big part of it does happen to when uh, we break that formation, like you were mentioning, Christian, going from that 4-3-3 to uh, an eventual 4-4-2. I thought it was interesting that we started Henry over Vinas, although the big rumor was that Vinas was going to be the one starting in Henry spot eventually ended up being the other way around. And Emilio Sanchez, uh, AJ, what did you think about him? Wasn't really my favorite player on the pitch. I think he was giving a, a couple of balls a little bit too premature. And I don't know, just didn't really fit the system that Solari maybe wanted to play. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, because looking at uh, Emilio Sanchez, he's not a defensive like oriented midfield. If anything, he's more like of a CM or a CM. And there has been times where he technically could play as a forward if you really need to, but just like no, like the four two three one, it just I feel like it wasn't really like allowing Emilio Sanchez to play the way he wants to play. He had to be defensive oriented, which when I look and I'm like, definitely he isn't one for defense. He's more offense and defense, but as you mentioned. Giving up a couple of balls in the midfield, that's not good because at that point, once that ball goes away from midfield, it's all to the defense. And we know how we always constantly talk about America's defense in podcast episodes. It's not the most reliable defense in the wor- world. Yes, they can get some stuff done, but then we can't always rely on it. So it's for someone like um, Emilio Sanchez, he needs to play that role of a, C- a CDM. As much as he's not accustomed to it, he needs to. But yeah, no, just... He didn't fit. He didn't fit in the formation. You could have put in. You could have put in someone else. If anything, if you really want to, you could have given Santi Naveda the opportunity to actually start if he wants to, which he did make um his first start um his first appearance in the league. But if anything, I preferably would have put Santi Naveda there instead of um, Emilio Sanchez. Which I mean, of course, Santi does end up coming into the game a little bit later on, getting his full debut. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, Christian Emilio, huh? Which is another interesting sub, Santi Naveda coming in. Mm-hmm. It was at, at that point, substitutions, yeah. But, um, Emilio Sanchez, though, um, you know, he's an interesting player. Um, if you want my honest opinion, 
I don't think he's first team ready yet. Uh, I think there's 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 other players ahead of, ahead of him that maybe deserve the chance. I think uh, Santi Navela is a good option. I I think he would have been a better option for this match. Um, but but you know it's it's interesting to see how how most of these coaches Piojo and Solari are giving this kid a chance. And just for me myself, I don't see it. Um, you know there, there there's a lot of things that that he's that he's uh he's making rookie mistakes and when he really isn't a rookie you know um so it by, by this time it, it feels like he should have been a little bit more mature with this with this um with this passing um a little bit more mature with this uh with this decision making and for me it's just not there but uh but let's see hopefully hopefully he gets his thing um uh, his form back together and uh maybe we see a better version of him throughout the season but like i said i think there's other players ahead of him I think he is very much a rotational squad player, and I think he no, understands his role. And I think the only reason why he is in that position is because I don't think Pedro Kino was ready to go from the start. If not, I think we would definitely would have seen him in that uh, in that more center defensive mid role. Now let's talk a little bit something about because uh, we talked a little bit about the positives about some of these players, and of course, um, you know, we talked about Leo who had a good game. Henry, I think, was a little bit quiet, but I I don't really do think that he was. He had the worst of games. I think we've seen worse performances from Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think we, we we have to taper a little bit off the criticism because it is a first game back. There was no actual preseason. These players only got about, what, a week off and then had to report back to training with after the CONCACAF Champions League with a whole new coach, with a whole new training staff. Um, so I think we have to maybe taper a little bit the expectations for the first game. I get it. This is San Luis, although I will say this. I feel like we maybe discredited a little bit of San Luis. I don't think we gave them the respect that they deserved because they definitely came to our house and almost completely pulled off the upset. If it wasn't like AJ mentioned, some very brilliant saves from Ochoa in the second and first half. I mean, right off the get-go, five minutes in, he had to make a save with, uh, well, let's just say, with the not uh, uh, not the most pleasant part of the, of the human body for a goalkeeper to make a save with. But... Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting to see this game pan out the way that it did. Although I will want to ask you something. You know, we had the victory. We had the we had the lead. Excuse me, and then San Luis score a little late into the game. Was there any doubt in your guys' minds that this America side could pull back and and, and actually get all three points after San Luis um, drew the goal? Uh, for me, there was no doubt. Uh, you know, it just. Well, just being me being an Americanist, and I'm pretty sure everyone can agree with me here. As as Americanists, we don't we don't really give up until the whistle, the final whistle blows. Um, and I, I understand why people would would throw in the towel uh, due to recent form. Um, but it, it seemed like we had enough variance on the pitch at that time to make something happen, and you know, fortunately, we did. Um, and it was a, it was a it was a pretty interesting goal. Um, a little bit lucky. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A little bit lucky that 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 the ball got through. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, though, it's it, it's uh, it's it's just just fighting the team and there's players like Pedro Aquino who I want more of because he he assisted the goal and after the goal he celebrated like he just won the World Cup and you know you know for for someone to to, to celebrate like that to just giving an assist in Week One against Atlético San Luis, um, it shows pride. It shows that it shows passion. And it, it just shows, like you know, he's willing to put in the effort to make to make uh to make the most out of his opportunity here. And like I said, more players like him. Um, but no, there was there there was never a doubt. No, I found that interesting because I didn't have that doubt either. I felt like there's enough time, like you mentioned, enough variables out there on the pitch. We should pull something back. Another reason I asked that because if Piojo Herrera was still in charge, would you guys still have that same confidence, AJ? 
that this team was capable of pulling back and getting the victory so late no, into the game. I, I wouldn't think that was the case. That's when you mentioned that you still had confidence. I feel like it's because it's a whole new coach that we have. Well, in this case as well, we had Gilberto Adame being the one that was coaching the team as well. So, you know, I feel like when we concede, it feels it's the get-go. It's Bioho and Mili shouting at all his players. But then I feel like at that point when we did concede, I'm like, we can still do something. And I feel like, you know, with the players not being yelled at by their own coach, you know, it's as if, like, the um, coach itself, Adame, is just giving the team, like, you know what you need to do. Same with Sorai, giving the signals from, to down there at the field. It's like the players know what they need to do. I'm not going to say much. They're going to have to do the homework and figure out, okay, how can we score now? And then if you fast forward into late game, that's exactly what just happened. Aquino running through into the box, giving that pass to Cordova. Cordova puts the ball in the back of the net, sealed the game, and we get the victory. So, no, um, I would say in this case, I would have had doubts already because then I would have been like, here we go again. How are we going to do this? Are we going to go away with the late game winner or we're going to go with the disappointing with the disappointing draw? It definitely would have been a disappointment if America ended up getting only one point away from that matchup because I think we were the better side. Let's talk a little bit about Mauro Linus and his debut with an America jersey. Obviously, big shoes to fill having that last name and his brother Diego coming from the academy. Coming into this pretty hot, scoring a goal, which let's be fair, it was very a fortunate goal. I think the goalkeeper definitely uh, said a comio. in that aspect. I think the goalkeeper should have done way better to keep that out of the bar, out of the net, but mm-hmm. hey. Things happen, and of course, Marolainis gets the goal. Although, if he wouldn't have scored that, let's face it, we would have been very harsh because he had Gio all by himself in in that uh, run run towards goal. But I think it's an interesting thing. What what did you guys see from Linus that stood out to you and said, "Wow, I was not expecting this from this player"? Because I think he was the one player that maybe a lot of people doubted as to whether or not he was. America caliber esque in regards to transfers, and I know I have my share of doubts as well in regards to him. But he looks like he's a pacey player. He looks like he's very much determined. And Christian, I saw a little bit of maybe what Solari sees in him at practice that maybe merited him the start against the San Luisard. No, definitely. You know, so he had to be doing something right in practice for Solari to 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 put him in the eleven. Um, honestly. It's gonna be another hot take. I don't think he had that that good of a game. Um, even even with the goal. Uh, you know, but to me, I think that's just and I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying I think it's, you know, his first game with the new team, only a only a week of practice, uh, first game jitters at the Azteca, you know, all of that culminating and that's just it just got to him a little bit. Um there were there were many times where he was a little a little flimsy with the ball. Um, I, I think that he, he, he tried to overthink a lot of things. I think, you know, there were much simpler plays he could have done, but he tried to go for the extravagant play. Um, he missed, he missed a, a pretty good, uh, opportunity right in front of the net with a beautiful pass by Gio. Um, which mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I, I think he really should have netted that one in. Um, but you know, but kudos to him though, for, for making the run and getting the goal, because like you said, even though he had Gio open, he had the confidence to kind of take that all the way and lucky for him, it went in. Um, but like I said, even you, you take, you take that one good run away. Cause I really think that's all he had one good run. And I don't think he had that, that good of a game. Hopefully though, he continues to work and practice and get better, but he does show a little bit of that paciness that I do like to see, uh, from a winger and it's something that we need desperately. So, you know, hopefully this is just first game jitters. And then as, as season progresses, he can get, he can get better. But for, for me, this game, I don't think he was that good. 
There's an interesting thing that I want to bring up here from a comment saying from Chris Rivera, Maro Linus is an engine. What he lacks is skill. He covers it with effort. Yes, unfortunately, we don't need that right now, though. I think we do need someone that has well, everything. We do, well, yes, exactly. Well, yeah, because we have a lot of players that do give effort. It's just not enough skill. <laughs> it's just a lack of skill that it really yeah, is that hurting. Need, yeah. mm-hmm. the but like but, I said, though, but like I said, I, I, I hope he does, you know, get better and get more comfortable with the team. But like I said, I, I think most of it just culminated as first game jitters, uh, which led to a performance like that. Hopefully he has a better one next game. I'm interested to hear what AJ has to say, because I know that he is uh, he's quite fond of Maldo. And AJ, I saw, huh? He's fond of anyone, which is good. I mean, he's 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 the most optimistic person we have. I oh, think dude, he is so optimistic. If you guys can see <laughs> our chat, oh my goodness! <laughs> this man would give Chucho Lupes, uh, Chucho Lupes, Chicho, Chucho Lupes. He <laughs> would speak anymore. Um, but look, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, where I was going with this was that I think. I think I saw some promising things from Mauro, um, AJ. I think that, especially in the goal, there's something very peculiar about it in the way that he intercepts that ball that I feel like anyone else on that wing, any Badwin or Roger, um, maybe even Aleo Suarez on that, on that left-hand side wouldn't have done, right? He chases the ball. He sees an intercepting pass. And he does a weird, odd thing that he doesn't necessarily cross it like that, but he kind of goes around the player in order to kind of maybe evade the thought of him saying, okay, I'm going to intercept this pass, but more like I'm going to go right behind you, then make a quick, sharp turn, and then intercept the pass. It's very peculiar, very odd thing to do, um, but it just shows how pacey he is, that he's able to do that and then capitalize on a counterattack like that, which ultimately leads to his goal. What did you see from Mauro that you saw that you're like, okay, this could be promising, and then um, any maybe criticism from your end? Um, it's just efforts when really like from it, but like as any other player on the pitch, you need to play with 110% effort for any team no matter what. But I feel like with he kept trying. He wasn't gonna let, you know, if he thought like a second too late, so I should have crossed the ball or do a short pass. He didn't just let that get to him. He's just gonna continue going and chasing after that ball until we get the opportunity. And then when it came to that goal, like you mentioned, when on the play, he just went straight down ahead. We've seen other wingers from time to time, and where Suarez, they would take some time. They will run down to the box, and then immediately will make some kind of cut, or then they think they just want to take an extra second to hold onto the ball and try to find a pass. When in reality, you should just shoot. And I think that's why Lainez did. I feel like the most logical thing he could have done, if he saw an opening like that, he just went straight into the box with the ball and go for a shot, and that resulted into a goal. Some of the criticism, like what Christian did mention, like he did take an extra second or two to try to think of a pass because there was a moment in play where I did even criticize and kind of got angry. He could have crossed the ball, but he decided to try to go on a one-on-one with the defender, which I felt like you don't need to do that. Just cross and see what can happen. See if that ball can get into the head of Henry Martin and heads into the back, back of the net. But I think that's just really it. But yet again, it's the first game jitters. You're playing at the Azteca. You're playing for the biggest team in Mexico. Like I have all those thoughts into your mind saying, I need to play good in my first game. I don't want to be criticized immediately from the get-go and just have a bunch of fans saying, no, you should go to the bench. You should never play again. But I feel like at that day as well, like you say, it's only the first game of the season. There's only so much we can criticize. It's only, we only have to see how he will play throughout the rest of the scene before we can come to a conclusion. 
was he a good sign for this team or was he a bad signing? Only time will tell as he continues playing games with America. Interesting note from Angie right there. I think that he makes some pretty good positive assumptions of light, of lightness. And I think if he can build on the game that he had again, Christian, I think I agree with you. It wasn't the most perfect matchup, but I do feel that over time he can get adjusted to this squad and whether or not that he takes that left wing spot for his own, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be up to him and Solari. We'll see whether or not they actually bring in a reinforcement. Although Christian, you'll tell us a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show, but um, let's talk a little bit more about the game in general. I know we've ta- been talking about players in specifics. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the game in general as a whole. What, we saw a, 40, a first 45 minutes from America side that was really much a very attack-minded oriented team that looked like they were very much on a mission. And it was get that goal as fast as possible and continuously look for the goal again. I don't think I've ever seen a, a first America 45 minutes where I'm like, wow, this is actually very much enjoyable to watch at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not actually passing the ball all the way back and resetting again when we don't find an option. It's 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 rather pushing forward, doing less lateral passes and back passes, more of like, all right, let's, if we're going to go do some diagonal passes, be a little bit more, uh, you know, attack orientated. I don't know. Do you guys concur with me or do you guys think that you guys saw a different game or, or I'm just curious to hear what you guys have in mind. Cause I, I quite enjoyed the first 45. No, I think everyone did. And it goes back to what I said last one. Do you remember the segment where I couldn't really explain myself and how they were going to play? Uh, kind of mm-hmm. in the middle, but on the wing. This is exactly what they did. There mm-hmm. were two instances in, in this match. Uh, and it, it goes back to when Leo Suarez took on the defender and got away from him. There was the time where there was around, there were maybe four players in the span of maybe 20, 25 meters. They were all just very close to each other, making these little passes, but passes, the, and then they opened up space. Now, I don't think we've really seen that from America uh, in recent times. And it, it, it's that space that they create that allows Leo to get in positions where he can go one-on-one and beat a defender. And uh, for me, I think that was the first time I seen Leo saw this dribble a defender in, in I don't know how many games. Um, but, it, but he did it with, with such... With such um, with such skill that uh, that he was able to find the open Henry and Henry missed the missed the missed the shot and right right in front of the net. But it's plays like that, you know, the little passes, opening space, and getting behind that's gonna make this team different from other teams. And I think that's a, that's the style that we're trying to implement. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed as well, but Leo Suarez and Mauro Linus were hugged on 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 the uh, on the touchline. Like they 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 were mm-hmm. there pretty much the whole match. And and I think that's how. Solari wants his team to move. We're going to attack, yes, but we're going to do it in, in in groups like that. And we're going to open space and we're going to make them, and we're, we're going to make them, you know, just question themselves. Um, you know, is the play going to happen over there or, 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 or what's going to be their next move? Um, so I liked it. I enjoyed it. These small passes are, are, are very key in, in Solari's attacking uh, plan. And, you know, I think we'll see better iterations of it as the season goes along. Definitely. I think as the players grow into kind of the style that Solari wants to implement, the better that we'll see in America's side eventually. Again, fingers crossed that it comes as fast as possible because we do have a very good opposition at hand next week in against, uh, excuse me, not next week, but this weekend coming up against Monterrey. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the only reason Leo Suarez definitely had the game that he had was because he was wearing Nike uh, cleats. That uh, that was the one thing that I took away from this game. The most peculiar thing yes, possible is that Leo Suarez is now wearing Nike cleats rather than Adidas. 
Um, don't ask me why. I I caught on to that right away, but I just I did. prefer Diaz. I I'm no, I'm more of a Nike guy, dude. Checks over stripes. Yes, of course. So. Okay, continue. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> come on, we're, we're literally sponsored by America. I mean, by America. No, we're not God sponsored forbid. by America. People. Oh, okay. <laughs> America. oh man, oh man, imagine. Oh, you're spreading rumors. That's but <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I meant America is sponsored by Nike. Uh, rumor has it that uh contract is coming up to an end, whether or not America is going to re-sign with Nike or if they're going to go with Adidas. Although, spoiler alert, I think they're going to re-sign with Nike. I think with this America shop that they're doing, that they're bringing in, um, they have something very much in the works with Nike, I would say. But I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked here. A good 45 minutes, right? What happens, though, in the second half that completely just deteriorates everything that was done in the first half and then eventually leads us to being at the mercy of Guillermo Ochoa because he was able to keep out at least four shots that were going in on goal? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was um, it, it was a, it was a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, you know, there, there, there's a moment in time where the losing team comes out in the second half and, and they, they're, they're obviously on, on momentum. You know, they're, 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 trying to, they're trying to look for the goal, look, look, look for the tie, and then try to, try to go the game like that. Um, there was a little bit of that. I think America let off the gas a little bit. San Luis, you know, stepped on it. And then, you know, you saw a chance after chance. But another thing that really got me, got me annoyed with this game, and, you know, it's a problem that Slot is going to have to fix because um, I, I can't keep watching this game, and I can't keep thinking that every dead ball situation is going to end up in goal because we did not win any dead ball situation, any corner kick, any free kick up, up in the air. We lost every single one of them. And um, unfortunately, that's how the goal happens on a dead ball situation. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just chances like that, 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 you know, even though you're not capitalizing on, on every single chance, but if they see that they're, they're, they're winning everything, you know, that, game, that, that gives the team momentum. It gives the players momentum. And, you know, it just seems that's not least just wrote off of that. Combine that with the uh, with the substitutions that I have to question because I did not like them. Uh, the formation change, which I did not like either. Why change something when something was working in the first half? That makes no sense to me. Unless he was trying to experiment, and I get it, it's the first game. He doesn't really know. So a lot of slide for this match only and this match only. Um, so it was definitely a combination of a lot of things that I think America almost saw uh, the draw instead of the three points. Yeah, I think that's uh, a big issue that we've been having for a year for a year now is the dead ball situation. Um, I do think that um we don't have aerial um uh, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, aerial advantage. There you yeah. go. We don't have an aerial advantage. Uh, we lost Bruno. He's by far the best header we had in this team. Aguilera wasn't playing, and let's face it, he knows how to get to a ball when needed to. And I feel like sometimes Ramon Juarez and uh, Cáceres are a little bit timid when yeah. going in for the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. They get the kind of that vibe that they're a little yeah. bit timid, right? They're still young. They're very new at this. I remember when Bruno first came to America, there was the same way he was in corner kicks, right? In situations where you felt like he was a bit timid. Not so much as, you know, Sebas or Ramon. But I think that what I'm trying to say is they'll grow into it as the games progress. I think that I saw a very good Ramon Juarez. In this matchup, I don't know if you guys agree to that. I think that if he can continue having the good run, run of spells that he has, I think he could be the partner for Bruno. Although we did just have, like Chris says, Jordan Silva come save the day. Whether whether or not he will be the savior to all our problems, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But um, 
I don't know. Our defense is still con- and still continues to be our Achilles heel, along with uh, those set set piece situations. AJ, just quickly, briefly. I mean, wh- what do you think about the goal that we conceded? Really unfortunate. Just no one was paying attention. That corner kick pretty much happened. Everyone was looking at the ball. No one marked Nico um, Ibanez, and I said it from the last podcast episode. If you don't keep him in line when it's um when it's in the aerial duels he's gonna win that and if it's in the opposition where he's at he's gonna head that home and it's exactly what happened defense with ramon juarez and cast they cannot be scared like that you leave a man like that open nine out of ten times he's gonna score that every single time and to think that there's other strikers like the likes of funes mori uh as well as Ginac out there that could potentially even be better headers of the ball that you might have to go up against. That is the really tricky situation, but hopefully America can sort all that out mm-hmm. afterwards. The thing that got me more mad about that was that Ochoa had just made a fantastic save to push that out to a corner. And then they scored that and my cousin texted me that Ochoa sucks. It got my it just boiled my blood. Mm. Completely boiled my blood. And I was like, come on, man. You just kept us in for how long? But um, by the way, that was not an Ochoa ball for him to come out. I think that just Fuentes doesn't even, I don't even know what Fuentes is doing there to begin with. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's like I said, this defense still isn't, isn't, uh, you know, up to, up to the, the standards that we needed to be uh, to compete in this league. And um, that's, that's, that's just got to change soon. Um, but like, uh, like our good friend Chris here said, uh, Jordan Silva supposedly it's here to save the day. Um, whether that happens mm-hmm. or not, that's the only uh, time I'm Mm-hmm. It's a very short time that we have him for, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on in regards to America San Luis recap? I think we talked a lot of the big uh, talking points, uh, some pretty good stuff. Man of the match, of course, Guillermo Ochoa. We've mentioned that. Uh, let's talk He's a little bit, just briefly, talk about Cordoba because he is obviously the hero at the end of the night. Though I would argue against that, but I don't want uh, people coming from my head. He came in and really didn't have the impact that a lot of people were expecting him to have. I thought he was very much flat in his in, in his first opening minutes when he had the ball. But he has the skill and he, he constantly keeps showing us that he has the ability that in just a second, he can turn it on and provide something special like the finish that he had. Gentlemen, I'm just curious before we kind of wrap this all up. What is your guys' thoughts on Cordoba? He didn't get to start. So... Is that something that we potentially might see him um, lose? Is he going to be a bench player now? Or or what are you guys' thoughts on Sebastian Cordoba so far in this game against San Luis? Um, potentially. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if Lodi has him as a starter right now. I don't, I don't, I don't think he, he deserves a starting spot right now. I think I, um, I agree with you, Ivan. Um, you know, we might get our heads blown off here, but I don't think Cordova had a good game either. And he scored a goal and I still don't think he had a good game. He had dispossessed too many times for my liking. Um, you know, he wasn't making smart, smart choices, smart passes. Um, and yes, it was, it was a very good finish. Correct. But like you said, I don't think that saves him at the end of the day. I think he needs to be more of an impactful player. I think every time the ball is on is on is on his feet, there needs to be danger. You know, there needs to be the, the sense that oh my god, the ball the, there's going to be goal, and I just don't get that when he when he has the ball right now. Um, this that, that's something that's got to change because he needs to be that player that that provides that fear into opponents and that thrill to provide to the fans. Um, because we know he can do it. We all know here. Everyone here knows that he has the talent to do all of that. It's just right now he just seems a little bit lazy. He just. The, 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 he's not in form right now. Let's just give it that. He's not in form right now. And um, what I, what, and the goal was beautiful. It doesn't say from this performance. And right now, he's not a star at Club America. Definitely. AJ, talk to me. How on earth does he make the uh, best start in 11 for the first jornada after the type of uh, performance he put in? 
a goal could literally assist you race one bad performance because if that goal is literally the game winning goal, you saved yourself pretty much. You saved yourself from getting roasted by everyone on Twitter, by fans and all that. So there's that. But yeah, no, Gordova is essentially went from zero to hero in that game. And to the end of commenters were even saying, has, uh, was Gordova on the pitch? And everyone's like, oh yeah, he's on the pitch. He just hasn't touched the ball yet. And that's a big problem because if a player like him is going to be entering the pitch, I feel like you need to just have that explosive effort from the get-go. But I just feel like there was nothing just going on there. And like Chris said, it's not that kind of confidence. Like when you see in the ball, it's like, can he score though? Can he make a smart play? Can he make a smart pass or cross play? Whatever the case may be. It's just that's like a worrying sign for Cordoba because like um they say, like, we don't know who's gonna be a star, who's gonna be truly keeping their starting position because this starting level could completely change in the next game. We never know. It's essentially at this point, so I trying to figure out like the um the pieces to the puzzle, who can fit in what. But going on at this point, it's it's a toss-up, really. It depending on the kind of day. And like you mentioned, Ivan, from time to time, confidence-based player. If this man's on the top of the world right now, he's unstoppable. If he's having a bad string of games, at this point, it's like, at this point, like I say, you're playing with 10 men on the pitch at that point. It could be like the, it could be like the Rogers situation you have in there. It's like having 10 men on the pitch, and that's kind of bad. So, where with Cordova, he just saved himself this game. He got the goal. It was the game-winning goal. If it was a g- goal to tie the game up, maybe, but he saved himself this time. I also feel like Cordova, Cordova on, on, he was he's playing on the wing for, for most of the time when he came in, and that also kind of limited him as well. And funny enough, when he gets the goal, he was nowhere near the wing. Uh, but uh, you yeah. know, that's a conversation I'll have with Solari later uh, to put Cordova as that, <laughs> as, that, as, that, as that cam, that cam spot. Um, just I, I still don't know why coaches don't, don't, don't see Cordova. Um, as a as a uh, put him in the position where he needs to play, but you know, like I said, I think right now we're being way too credit uh, to to you know to it's just the first game, you know. Uh, yeah, and um, the taper down the and um, but you know, and I know he's still trying to figure things out, which uh, which I have no doubt that he will figure it out. It's just unfortunately we have um, we have one of the, the the you know the better teams in the league coming up this Saturday, so um, you know he needs to figure it out quick. Yeah, road trip. Road trip coming up soon, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, I mean that pretty much wraps up the Cordova situation. I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty more to talk about him throughout the season. But uh, yeah, he needs to be the player to kind of showcase and be like I mentioned, and I, and I mentioned this when I was talking to Cesar over from the Mexican soccer show, is that he needs to be the player that uh, carries the team. He needs to be the player that is the most uh, revolutionary player that we have. By far, could be one of the most talented players that we have. Although I think would argue Giovanni Silva Santo maybe leads that pack for a little bit. But um, Cordoba has every everything in his locker to be the best player on that team. It's just up to him to go want it, you know. But we'll see. We'll definitely have to wait and see. But gentlemen, anything else to add on before we jump over? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no? There's a comment hey, here from. There's a comment here for Quest. It's a funny way, but Cordoba's time in the Kaxi, he was really good at the wings. Fast to wonder what happened. I feel like that's something with the America thing. It seems like whatever play we load out to any other team, they just do amazing. Like I always mention, like Luis Reyes and San Luis. I think it was during the season that um, the season was canceled due to COVID. If I'm not mistaken, was one of the best left backs during the season at that time, like at the halfway mark. Comes back to America, has not even appeared, I think, more than what, three, four times maybe? And he just hasn't done anything. And then, and then, then there was also Gonzalez when we, you know, we bombed from Necaxa. Great, great player. One of the best players in. Team. I was like, 
does absolutely nothing and just wasn't the scene we expected. So I don't know. It's something with America. I just like to call it the America effect whenever we loan a player out. They do great in one thing, they come back, they're they're solo okay. And I think it's the, the reason because it's bigger expectations. It's one thing to play for Nakaxa, it's another thing to play for America. You know? So again, that is that. But America ends up getting all three points against San Luis opening matchup. Solari, not necessarily as the manager, but we'll still give it to him as his debut start in Liga Mekis with a W and uh, hopefully more promising things to come. All right, gentlemen, before we jump on into our next segment, I do want to remind, remind people that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcult.com and get some great gear, whether it's Eagle Eye Podcast Official Training Top or whether it's a number of things that they have over there. Make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Send us a screenshot. Send us, uh, DM us uh, your receipt, whatever the case may be. We want to see that you guys are interacting Helping out Foot Call grow, helping us, uh, you know, by using the discount code, and you guys will be entered into something really, really special for the end of the season in regards to you, the listener, to you, the viewer, and uh, we promise you that it's gonna be something amazing. Um, again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Call, for uh, you know, helping make this a possibility. Gentlemen, we have transfer news and rumors, and much more to talk about. Christian, you are knee-deep in the world of America and everything that is going on in and around the fluctuation of the transfer market. We have officially brought in a new player, Jordan Silva, who is supposed to be the savior of all saviors when it comes to the center-back position. But plot twist, will he maybe potentially play left-back? Who knows? But... He's only here for five months. Explain to us a little bit more about that. And then anything else that you've heard, because there's a certain 18, 17-year-old from Argentina that seems to be maybe heading to Coapa. Yes. So we'll start with the big news. Obviously, Jordan Silva joins El Club America from Tijuana. Uh, finally, a defensive player, something we've all been asking for. Probably the player that we didn't expect. The least um, expected, right? The least expected. No one, no one even mentioned him. No one was thinking about him. Um, this is a player who who had a who had a good showing at, at Toluca, uh, but then a- after that he just became a little bit of a bust. Um, really didn't get much playing time, um, and now he's looking to kind of kind of re- revive um, his, um, his his career and maybe he can do it at Club America. Um, yes, Ivan, he's only here for five months uh, to the end of the season, and then um, America has no plans on keeping him. This is just to kind of, you know... <laughs> That's just so weird to me. <laughs> I, it, it really is. It, it is it's weird to me, too, because, you know, there's usually an, an option to buy, um, which I don't think there is one on, on this transfer, but I'll, I'll further investigate that. Um, but it seems like America just wants to get for five months to kind of have, you know, that 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 um that's, uh, center back that because we really don't have any right now. Um, and he just seemed like a good fit. Um, so, you know... The, the the one thing I can say about Jordan Silva is, you know, he's a defender that has goal, and it's it's uh it's it's funny it's funny because we really don't have someone like that other than Bruno Valdez. Obviously, he's not here right now. Um, but you know, we really don't have someone like that, and it's interesting to see if Solari will use him, um, and in, in upcoming matches because he he is ready, he's ready to play. I don't think he'll play this Saturday, but you never know in in uh, in uh, other upcoming matches. So Jordan Silva here for five months, and then we'll see what happens there. But I don't expect him to stay. Um, another, another transfer news, uh, 
yesterday the news broke out that uh, a certain a certain Theo Betis is looking uh for for a new for, for, <laughs> new, uh, for a new left back uh for new left back right back whatever you want to call it and they, they they've looked to a market where they're very familiar um it um it, it is in Mexico uh it is in it is in Mexico City and yes it is Cuba America so supposedly Jorge Sanchez is in the in, is in, is on the watch list for Real Betis and I can confirm that the interest is true um Betis will monitor him throughout the season and uh but the the, the key thing here is that uh, America needs to renew his contract because his contract's up in the summer and if America does not renew his contract and Betis Betis can take him for free and I don't think that's something America wants right now, especially in, in times like this. Um, so look for America to really, really nail down Jorge Sanchez's contract in the next couple of weeks uh, just to, to get some money uh, uh, from, from him, uh, from Betis for him. Um, but interesting to see that we might be seeing uh, the last tournament for Jorge Sanchez. I need quick thoughts on this. What about plot twist? They take Luis Fuentes. That will never happen, but okay. We went to that 30 something, finally gets his dream to go play at Real Betis, his boyhood uh-huh. club. Um, I don't know. I, I, look, I like George. I want him to stay. I don't think he's ready to make that leap to Europe just I yet. Think no. I think that he is very inconsistent at times, and that is definitely going to make it so that he rides the bench. Uh, I like it that Betis is interested. That means that we do have a very good promising young player. I don't think we need a Betis's kind of affirmation in order for us to kind of realize that. I think we know what we have in our hands. But talking on a more financial perspective side of things, America does need to be smart about this because they can't let the Guido Rodriguez situation happen again with um, with Jorge Sanchez. I think that you need to secure him. I think you need to you know add two, three more years into his contract. And then if he has within a year's time, a really good performance. And if we all, and and, and I don't think any of us are going to stand in the way of any player's European dreams. I think at the end of the day, if they come knocking, then okay. Yes. By any means necessarily go and uh, explore your dream. But I don't know. It would be a huge loss for America. I don't think that there is another right back right now that you can think of that you can fill his shoes. Right. Um, the only thing I, I, I will say about this, if America does sell Jorge Sanchez in the summer, I think the summer is the best place to do it. Not in the winter time, only because we have more time to go find a replacement. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, I think we'll have more options uh, other than, you know, some limited options that we have right now. Um, AJ, I need your quick thoughts on Jorge Sanchez. Um, will it be a huge loss if he leaves Club America in the summer? Um, yes, it's going to be a huge loss just because the fact we have let go of countless players over time. Guido Rodriguez, Mateus Uribe, Agustin Marchesin, Diego Lainez, all those good players have let them make that. And then who we get in return, we got little to nothing in return pretty much. And we struggled trying to fill those spots out. So if we were to lose um, Jorge Sanchez, that's going to be a bigger issue because considering that we are a liability at defense, we need every single defender possible because... If we, end, if we end up playing with three at the back at this point, we'll be conceding goals left and right. And then we'll go to your even favorite formation, the entire world, the 5-3-2, and we don't have a right back there. So that's going to spell a whole lot of bad things. So, yeah, no, we let go of Jorge Sanchez. That's going to be a complete disaster. As, as Unless Medico has a right back and plans just to buy immediately as soon as Jorge Sanchez leaves. If not, no, bad idea. Mm, I agree with you there. So yeah, so that that's uh, that's the news in Guapa right now. But uh, Ivan, you did mention a certain teenager that uh, that maybe maybe having some eagle wings here in the future. Um, 
reports coming from Argentina, not from one, but two very reliable sources in Argentina, uh, that uh, Alan Velasco, this this young promising teenager uh, from a club that we hate very much, but uh, but you know we'll we'll let it slide if if, if this comes true, uh, that Cuba uh, America will send um Independiente an offer for Alan Velasco. Uh, Alan Velasco. Um, this teenager is very, very promising. Um, he he seems like he's caught the attention of a lot of a lot of very um, interesting clubs in Europe. Um, you know, and the interest is true. America is looking at him, and it would be a a way to pay off the debt that they owe us. Unfortunately, um, for America and times like this, even with the debt that they owe us, the price tag is still too much. Um, so I don't think, and, um, we'll, we'll leave it at, um, at, out of a, out of a hundred, I think 10% that Alan Velasco comes to Cuba America just because of the price tag. And there you go. Christian has shot all of our hopes and we can all go Dang. back crying our pillows. 10%. Uh, I didn't say zero because zero is hundred percent, uh, that he's not coming 10%. Um, there, there, there is a few tricks America can play, but I, I, I don't think that it'll, it'll work. Um, so Guys, don't don't count on Alan Velasco wearing um, Azul Crema this this season, or ever is what he's trying to say, really. But uh, we'll see, we'll see though. But it's an interesting it's an interesting avenue to explore whether or not that's uh, something that Santiago Wines can pull off. We'll have to wait and see. If he does, I will say this: all is forgiven. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But that is all the news in regards to Coapa, and that pretty much wraps up the tr- uh, the transfer. Saga segment. We'll have pl- plenty of more. As you guys know, the January transfer window does close by the end of uh, of January, which is funny enough uh, the way it works around here. But uh, Christian, any chances of more players coming into America? Uh, other than other than uh, Jordan Silva and Alan Velasco, who is very minimal right now, there isn't. But like I said, anything can change. And it all starts with a few departures here and there that America are still working tirelessly to find new homes for Roger Martinez and Andres Ibargo. Even though Ibargo was on the bench, um, I don't think that he'll be considered for this season, same as Roger Martinez. He was he was the one that was, that was left out of the squad for this match day. Um, and it would be no surprise if he gets left out again uh, in the next one. So um, America still working on getting th- those two a new home. And once you free up those two spots, um, obviously Nico Castillo will get registered. That will leave one spot open. And then uh, the world is uh, world is America. They can go after someone. But like you said, they only have a couple of weeks left to get this done. And frankly, I don't see it happening. So most likely, I don't think there's anyone else coming in. But like I said, with America, it's very, they're, very, uh, they're very tricky nowadays. It's very hard to kind of you know, put... Um, but say something and the next day they come up with something new. So uh, for right now, right now there is no one coming in. Uh, but like I said, any, any, any minute, any hour, things can change. All right. There you guys heard it first. A couple of weeks to go and America's going to sign Messi. All right. Let's jump into the next segment here. America goes and visits against Monterrey. It looks like we have quite the uh, the difficult matchup coming up against a very good Monterrey side that maybe looked a little bit like America in regards to they had a very good 45 minutes against Atlas. Maybe didn't have the best 45 in the second half, but they're just in the same boat as we are. They're coming off a good victory. and. They have a new coach at the helm of it as well as Vasco Aguirre will be looking to finally put uh, a dagger through America's heart in regards to his old club. 
Gentlemen, what can we expect from this matchup in regards to Solari? Christian, I will ask for that predicted lineup in just a little bit. But once, first of all, what can we expect from this America side going up against a Monterrey, which in the mirror would reflect almost as an equal because of the situations that both clubs are kind of living in at the moment? Yeah, no. So um, for Monterrey, this is a, a little bit of, of a comeback tournament. We we know that you know they they really didn't have the the best of seasons or pretty much the frankly the best the best year last year after after they uh, they miraculously beat us in that final. Um, and just yeah, let's not talk about that. But anyway, so yeah, <laughs> not a good year for them last year. Uh, we're kind of on the same boat. Both teams uh trying to get a, a new start. Um, and they have high hopes with with uh, with Javier Aguirre at the helm. Um, it seems like 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 they're ready to show to show the show show the league that you know they're they're still they're still capable of winning it and you know they have a good squad to do it. It's just getting into rhythm. So I think this it's gonna be a, a more even match than people are predicting. Um, and you know for an, in in America's part, I just think I going to see more of what we saw in the first forty five that compact style of playing the short passing, open up spaces. Um, I, I think I think we need to see more of that and just a uh, just a quick curveball here because you know uh, I think we hope we see a very different starting eleven on Saturday and more tailored towards uh, how we're going to play for uh, for the rest of the season. Okay, that's interesting. AJ, quickly thoughts. Um, gonna be kind of scary just because you know the players that Monterey kind of have, so it's really only seriously I'm worried about is just the defense from America. But like you said, Anthony could change in the second game of the season. We'll have a whole completely different lineup under a whole new different coach and see how he can make this defense that's currently a liability into something where we could say, okay, I have some confidence going into the season. And who knows if this is the defense we're going to ride and die with through the rest of the season. So be it. You'll have to get, you'll have to get our attention and put and have every American fan keep promise into the defense. But all in all, I feel like both teams are coming off of a win from last week. They're going into this game battling it off against each other again. I feel like it's going to be a really fun match between these two. It's going to be, it's, I feel like it's going to be a goal fest, honestly. Oh God, I hope not. I really want a clean sheet against Monterrey, but, um, yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's got to be the, the match of the Jornada, really. I, I mean, so. it's very, very attractive match. Mm-hmm. Very attractive match, I think, because of, the situation that both clubs are kind of living into. But again, this game is going to be live on Saturday at a weird, very odd kickoff time. 7.06 p.m. Pacific time. That is uh, 9.06 p.m. Central time and 10.06 Eastern time. Don't know why they added those extra six minutes, but we'll have to wait and see. Of course, Estadio BBVA. And uh, you guys can catch this one on Fox Sports 1 if you guys are listening to the English commentary side of things. Or you guys can also listen to uh, or watch it in Fox Deportes. So not do the NF for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you are going to have to go over to Fox in order to catch this one. And of course, you guys can follow John us over Laguna. at Eagle Eye Podcast. Yes, John Laguna. Uh, you guys can follow us uh, over at Eagle Eye Podcast as Christian. We'll have you guys covered for everything for 90 minutes in and out of what is going on in this matchup. All right, Christian, now that I just mentioned you and put you in the hot seat, talk to me a little bit about this predicted lineup that you have going on and why this, why these players and why this formation? Okay, so um, I think we're going to go back with the 4-3-3 to start off the match. We're going to have Ochoa in net, Jorge Sanchez, Sebastian Cáceres, Manuel Aguilera, and um, Escobosa playing as, um, as our left back. Uh, in the midfield, I think we'll have Pedro Aquino, Richard Sanchez, and Giovanni Dos Santos. Um, in the front three, we'll have Leo Suarez, Federico Viñas, and Mauro Lainez. That is interesting. That is very, very interesting. AJ, do you concur with this lineup? 
I, I'm down with it. I'm currently writing it down just to make sure I got everyone cor- um, correct from this lineup. Um, there was one player, I think, who was um, going to be our up front again. Uh, the um, front three were going to be Leo Suarez one wing, Linus the other wing, and Vinas as the striker. I'm it's an down, interesting... I'm down with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting front three. Um, I think it could pan off. I think uh, Chris Chris Rivera mentioned it a little bit. Henry works a little bit better as a, a partnered striker rather than the solo striker. Vinas is more than capable of doing it on his own. We've seen that he's very much comfortable in that role. We'll see, though. We'll see. Because... Uh, this won't be an easy side whatsoever, but I do have one question to, to all of you listening. Um, does Cáceres merit to start over Ramón Juárez after the constant mistakes he's been making in the back? I think they both have been making mistakes. I think that one gave a pass straight to Carlos Vela and cost us the Conca champions. I understand that, but I think right now Sebastián Cáceres is the better of the two. AJ, back me up here, man. For once, I have your back and your boy <laughs> and, and saying that he merits a start. Why Why is it ludicrous of me to think this? I think it's simply just because we just see... I mean, what Chris said play that okay, it's simply because we're seeing Casas play more. We're constantly seeing him play and start along with M. Aguilera. But I want to ask, it's like once every maybe three or four games we give him the start. But... At the same time, I would like to see an um, Juarez um, uh, get himself to start over Casas, but the same that's a big response he's going to need to carry over against Arayado Aray- that's capable of just scoring from the get-go if the defense is not careful. I could, I would like to see an um, Juarez get the start. He had a, he had a decent enough game against um, San Luis. What Casas, yes, he's the one that essentially went from hero to z- zero in the span of just 30 seconds against, in the, against LAFC in the Congress Champions League. But it's a, for me, honestly, personally, it's a toss up between the two. It's like who you want to pick. They both make mistakes, but I feel like it's from a fan, it's from a manager's choice. That who do I who do I want to choose more in this case at this point? Okay, obviously, I'm I'm in the wrong here. I'll accept that. I think other people are saying as well that they think Casares is the better option to go with. Either way, though, whoever starts in that position alongside Aguilera is going to have a long night. Let's face it. We're going to really have to look at our defenders and goalkeeper in this one and say, look, you guys have to hold your own against a very good Monterrey side. And we just have to try to alleviate some of that pressure by trying to retain the ball. Christian, I think that's the most important thing about this game is if America can hold the ball possession, move the ball around and play the way that they did against San Luis in a more free, open attack minded play style then we could definitely take the game to Monterrey and maybe unnerve them unsettle them a little bit at points where you think okay we might just be able to pull something off here mm-hmm. no definitely and it, it all starts with with with, uh, with the three midfielders that I pointed out to you by Darquino Tercente and Giovanni Dos Santos those three are going to be the the ones responsible to to kind of to kind of hold hold it down and then you know start start creating. Um, and I'm looking more towards towards uh, Giovanni dos Santos to kind of have the performance he did against San Luis to do it against Monterrey. He needs to be the one creating and making these passes in the in the open spaces for Leo Suarez, um, and um, and and Federico Vinas to, to to get something going. I know he's capable of doing. It. We saw it last game, and he he almost, he almost uh, served up a uh, served it up on the dish for Linus, and unfortunately he he kind of missed it. But it, it's just stuff like that that we're gonna have to do to get us uh, over over the line against Monterrey. And you know, for me, for once, uh, I think I think he's he's capable of doing it. And he's gonna have a big night, so he's my player to watch, Giovanni dos Santos. Okay. Who is your player to watch, AJ? Which I think he will, Christian. I think he merited a very good starting against Monterrey. 
But who's your player to watch, uh, AJ? I'm gonna have Pedro Aquino um uh, as my player of the game to all uh, the play um to watch in this match. If he's gonna start, we want to see now what is he capable of playing. Whether if it's gonna be the full 90 minutes, 70, 80, whatever minutes it's gonna be, I want to see what he does. He's the sign that we, he I will say will be the bombazo of um the transfer bar that we that we've done this uh, from this transfer um window, and I feel like he's the one that we finally filling a spot which we've been desperately looking for. In midfield, he's a Sarah defense myth. He's a spy, and I want to see what he able to bring to this uh, America side. Yeah, I think it's an interesting. Uh, it, it's an interesting player to keep an eye out for. I, do you guys think he's ready for the start? I think he's ready. Um, you know, I I know we say a lot of thinking it was the first game. It's technically not really the first game of the season. Well, it is, but it really isn't. You know, because they just got off season. It's only two weeks. You know, it's not really the first start of the game. He's more than ready. He's in form. And um, he, I think he's ready. And honestly, we need him. Uh, we need him and we need his defensive prowess to kind of help us back there because we're going to need to help us. Let's be honest. This, yeah, this Monterrey attack is no joke. And I don't care what they had last year. You know, it seems like 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 they're, they're just in a different mindset this year. Uh, AJ mentioned it earlier. If you don't, if you don't, you know, if they're not awake at the beginning of the match, they're going to score. They did it in 30 seconds against Atlas last game. Uh, so that's just you know stuff that they can do. It seems like they're a very a very high press team, and uh, with 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 inexperienced players and players that kind of make mistakes like us that did against LA, uh, the high press could work in their favor. And um, I think Akeem's gonna have to step up here real big. Yeah, look, the more we talk about, the more excited I am to watch America go up against you know this this Monterrey side because at the end of the day. You want to be able to go toe-to-toe with everyone in this league, right? And be able to say, I went toe-to-toe with you and I walked away with the victory. Let's face it, America needs to get uh, at least a point from this matchup. Let's be honest, right? I mean, in prior seasons, we would have said a point would have been a little bit of a disappointment. But seeing as how things are going, brand new coach, brand new season, brand new play style, I don't think any of us would shun a point away at Monterrey. We know how difficult of a stadium that's been for America. I think we were talking about this last week after the podcast, gentlemen, is that this is a stadium that was not heavily favorited for America. We've always seemed to go go in there and struggle. Even when we walked away with the victory, we seem to have struggled to even walk away with that. So it's not going to be an easy stroll to the park. I mean, at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe I don't know anything and America walks out winning 7-0. I mean, nice. possibilities are endless, right? But... I do want to see this America side with that that first 45 minute of America side going up against Monterrey. If we can manage to string that for at least 65 to 70 minutes, I think that's a plus. That's a that's a plus. And if we're able to walk away with a point plus that, I think that's even more of a plus. But I don't know. How, how do you see this America side, Christian? How do how do you think they need to play in order to walk away with a result at Monterrey? Like I said earlier, just like they did in the first foot of against St. Louis, they need, they need to be compact. They need to not really turn the ball over because Monterrey's counterattack is scary uh, with the players that they have. So I think these short passes, staying together, move, go, go, being while going in the attack, but doing it together in these close compact spaces, which I think they are working on a lot in practice, um, that, that's going to be the key to victory. And um and I'm looking forward to it because uh you know we, we saw a lot of it with, with Gio getting involved with uh, with Jorge Sanchez and Leo Suarez, uh, Richard Sanchez playing playing very freely in this game, um and I think that we'll get Richard Sanchez that that uh, that that we're that we're used to seeing, um because I don't think he had a, a very good season, um well not to the season that we know he can he can be I I think his level was a little bit was a little bit below than than um than his normal so. 
Hopefully, with the new coach, new system, he'll get back to to a level that we know and love. Uh, so I, I'm I'm excited actually, and uh, I know I know a lot of worries is on is on the um, defensive side, um, but I'm very interested to see more on the attacking side of what we can do because I think that you know if we're playing to the to the way that Slutty wants us to play, I think that will open up more chances, and you know we can we can net a couple goals here. That's definitely the interesting side of things. AJ, if uh, things aren't going wrong, do we see Solari potentially sub himself in? Yo, bet. I'd love to see this, man. <laughs> he's like, I'm going in. And then I was like, what? He's like, I'm going in. Put me in. I'm ready. I'm a teacher. The reason I'm a teacher. why I mentioned that is because most likely it's, it seems that America has finally gotten maybe like a temporary permit for him to finally manage uh, because of yeah. course whole visa situation going on and whilst they fix that up they i think they've managed to get him a temporarily uh uh you know temporary pass I, I feel like when they when they tweeted that information i feel like like they went to like the freaking like um like they had to forge one like they had to pay some guy <laughs> to like you know forge a fake like social and everything for him be like all right he's good to work now <laughs> but uh hey, man, you never know. hey. hey look whatever gets Solari on that bench right whatever yeah, gets Solari on care. the bench Okay. Um, <laughs> but it should be interesting, AJ. They finally have him on the sidelines. I think that you've spoken about this. It's crucial for the coach to be there, giving directions. Um, and this for the first time, we'll see what you know what his kind of attitude is uh, on the bench as a manager. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm really excited to, to um see him manage um this team this season. So for him to be like his true first game, where he's going to be right on that sideline, giving the directions, the tactics. Mm-hmm everything he's going to be doing to lead this America side to the victory that they're going for in this game, it's going to be very exciting to see. And who knows? Like you said, if he has to teach these young bloods a lesson in defense, he's like, I'm going to show you how, how I did it over there in Madrid. Or in midfield, if he even needs to. If he's going to give Aquino some advice, he's like, here, this is what I did. Now I'm going to teach it to you. But hey, he's got a championship in recent times. So, Lari, it's been a while. So, who knows? No, and that's a good point AJ makes, you know, this and you two, Ivan, you know, this is going to be Solari's first game on the bench. And a lot of people don't realize, but, you know, you only could do so much when you're, when you're, uh, when you're out on the street, they're giving orders on your little walkie talkie. It's, a, it's <laughs> yeah. a whole different environment. It's a whole different, you know, you're more direct with the players. You're literally right there. Tell them everything in the snap of a finger. Um, So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And I, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. Christian, is he the type of coach to come in uh, with like a three-piece suit or is he more like, a, I'm coming in my... Uh, you my, saw him, you my, saw my, him. My, my sweats. I mean, I think I think for him, I think he'll, he'll do sweats. Um, but, you know, if he busts out the suit uh-huh. in there... Don't Man, worry. I'm a little bummed out. I, I wanted him to come up with like the swagger, you know? Like, like, I mean, he, he, did, he did it for Madrid. He, he, like, yeah, man, and- the guy could be a 007. No, no, of course. He's got to wash his hair. No, no, no. He can, of course, of course. I, I know in Madrid he, he did it with the suit, but I, I think that's just required over there. Uh, but uh, but but you, but I think he only came in sweats only because he wasn't going to be on the bench. So I think I think he'll he'll come up with the suit Saturday. He's gonna look. He's gonna look like Eddie Howie from Bournemouth. He's gonna be like that guy that looks like a gym teacher, but he's also a soccer coach as well. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfectly well put there, AJ. Um. But no, yeah, look, this is, this is an interesting matchup. Obviously, the tabloids are going to run with Solari versus uh, Aguirre. This is definitely going to keep an eye out. And not to say that Monterrey definitely don't have the capability. I think we've spoken highly of them. I'm just curious to hear what your guys' prediction is for this game. So, AJ, I'm going to go with you first. 
I'm going with a 3-2. I want to go first. 3-2 uh, victory for America. Oh, my God, AJ. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of beers, and I really don't want to go through that, honestly. Yeah, no. Especially because you're eating. Get yourself all of the and start yelling. Christian. Um, you know, I'm going to... Damn, this is hard. My heart says 2-1, but I'm, I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. Okay. Um, yeah, I look at, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can discredit America for walking away with a point. I don't think it's looked down or should be shunned by any means. Necessary. Of course, America is always obligated to get three points no matter where they step on the pitch. But it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because I don't I don't think we could uh, if America ends up playing a good game, but uh, unfortunately just ends up getting a result of a one one draw or maybe a two two. I don't know. As long as we saw fighting, as long as we saw something promising, I think we'll be more than okay with that. And I think there's plenty of time in the season to mend for that. But uh, we'll see. I'm going with a one nil one nil victory for America. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think it's going to be zero zero for a good chunk of time. Vinas might get an amazing pass from Gio, which will break the deadlock. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm banking for a clean sheet here. And my goodness, I can't believe I'm saying this. But hopefully with Aguilera in there, we have a little bit more of solidarity and we can manage to keep a clean sheet. You know, I think that's going to be the interesting thing. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Chris going with a 3-2 victory. Uh, he's feeling as adamant as AJ with uh, the results. Like uh, Jacob going with a 3-1 victory for America, even being more of a... Uh, optimistic uh, result here for America, which I think we all would enjoy to see that. Let's face it. I think we all would definitely be over the moon if we do end up getting that result. Um, we have another scoreline here. Hey. Going with a 3-0 victory, America. Henry Hattrick. Mr. Padilla over here saying that Henry is going to be our talisman and savior for this matchup. At the end of the day, you guys, this is going to be an interesting one. Regardless of what the scoreline is, um, I know we paint it and I know we say it time and time again, and sometimes it doesn't live to the expectation. But something tells me that this one might just do so. Whether or not we get that three-two or maybe even that uh, that three-nil victory, although it has a clean sheet, I like it. Um, I think that you guys just have to be glued to your seats. It's going to be an interesting one. It's a long season. It's Solari's first time in charge, and it's the first time going up against quote unquote the big boys. In the league, of course, we'll have to wait and see if America is capable of doing this. Again, this game is going to be live via Fox Deportes or Fox Sports, 7.06 p.m. Pacific Time, 10.06 Eastern Time, 9.06 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, catch that game via live tweets over on our uh, Twitter at Inquiet Podcast. Again, Christian will have you guys covered throughout the whole 90 minutes. Gentlemen, anything else to add on before we wrap up the show? Um, No, I think I'm good. AJ? Um, th- um, discount here from Chris. I'm thinking the press the second half by Sergio Diaz. Sergio Diaz about to score a hat trick. Then Real Madrid immediately calls him up and tells I we want him back. And then he starts oh, a Real I, Madrid. I, I hope I hope Sergio Diaz plays. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get to play last game. I think it's just because you know, so I wasn't actually on the sideline. I want to think that's maybe the reason why. So maybe in the way he's gonna be on the sideline, you'll probably give him some minutes. I'm excited. So I think we all are. I think we all are. All right. Oh, I'm in, just on, um, one, more, one more. No, actually, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, other than Aguilera, Nico Benedetti will be on the bench uh, this Saturday. Um, maybe potentially start. I don't think so. Uh, but he will be on the bench at Solari's disposal. Our bench is just looking better. Let's just fix yes. it. 
Revenge is looking better. Looking a little better. But it's all right, though. We'll see what happens. It's a start. It's a start. It definitely, yeah, it definitely is a start. Uh, but all right, I do want to leave this uh, podcast with one last thing to mention. And a question at that as well. Oh, Gentlemen, finally. the third kit has been leaked and looks to be this white Aztec uh, symbols. Very much a reminiscence of the, uh, you know, Caballero Aguila that Ochoa wore back in 08. What are you guys' thoughts? How are you guys feeling? No, I love it. It's it's precious. I love it. I'll take it. I'd like to buy it. I always see um, a bunch of Americanistas that I know they have that jersey. And I'm like, I kind of would like that. So, you know, I'll take it. As soon as it gets released, I'm, I'm going to cop it from the get-go. Roger's no, not on the bench. Why? I said, oh, yeah. Roger won't be on the bench. Um, the reason why I say that is because hashtag, well, not the hashtag, but Amishop.com will officially be released by the time we podcast again. Now, rumor has it that they're going to be releasing the jersey next Monday along with the official launch of the new America shop. How do you guys feel about America finally getting an official shop, an official store for us to shop at? Question wow. still remains see whether or not we're going to be able to order from the United States and get it shipped to us. But fingers crossed, like the rest of the world with their own fan shops, the clubs do ship out to various points of the world. How are you guys feeling about this new Amish shop? Long, 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 long overdue. Um, but I'm excited they're finally getting around to it, though. AJ? I'm really excited. I've been to the actual shop that they have at the Estadio Azteca. It's beautiful. And I would hope that the um the online shop is gonna be the exact same things. And who knows? And for for my for America Feminine, who knows? Maybe they have jerseys out there already custom made for America Feminine. So I'll be excited. Same with um the men's. So pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool to see when it goes up. Hopefully they're able to ship to the US because I'd like to cop some merch from them. Definitely. Very exciting. I'm very excited. My wallet is definitely not, but uh <laughs> hey, we'll have to wait and see. Um uh, my my last thoughts on the new third kit jersey. I love it, but as a goalkeeper one. Oh, no, don't get me that. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you'd love to see a Chor wear that. I, no, I mean, of course, but he's going to have his own variation of it, hopefully, maybe. Like an all-black one? See, that'd be dope. Like, like inverted like, colors? Wait, kind of like No? Yes. Oh, that? Yeah. Right? Tell, tell me that wouldn't be nice. That would be very nice. All right, well, we'll leave you guys with that thought. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday to talk all things Lady Aguilas. Me and Angel will be recapping that uh, terrible loss against Atlas and previewing the game against FC Juarez. We'll be back next week to talk all things uh, America in regards to the game against Monterrey and preview the next one and uh, all things in regards to the transfer window. And again, thank you guys so much for joining us and for tuning in, listening, watching, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for all the interactions today. I know that uh, I have plenty of names to read off of, but I don't want to keep you guys any longer. You guys know who you guys were that interacted with us. Thank you so much. And again, we'll be back next week to talk things, all things Aguilas in English. Gentlemen, again, thank you guys so much for uh, coming on again. Favorite time of the week. And I hope you guys stay safe. Hope you guys wear your mask. All of you guys out there, please do stay safe. And we'll be talking very, very soon until always. And until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.